how do I jam my foot in this door and leave it open? Because, like, <laughs> I'm on him back. Like, uh, you, if a tree's not falling on your head, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Everybody, it is March the 5th, 2021. At least it is for us. For you, it'll be a couple days later. Uh, and we are the Retro Rents of the Retro Gaming Podcast. It is episode 72, and I am Al. And I'm Nick. Oh, man, it's been a little while, but, like, <laughs> I feel like I had to take a week, you know, after the amazing three-hour epic you know when you when you do a magnum opus <laughs> you really have to settle with yourself over the next few days that you'll probably never top that kind of work maybe in an interview or maybe that specific type of interview i don't know but how fucking great was neil no oh, it's it completely last he like, was a, just... a delightful three like like i couldn't believe it was three hours like it's like when we were finally like wrapping i'm like holy crap how, how what time is it the only reason i knew it was three hours was by how bad i had to pee by the way <laughs> <laughs> the old bladder timer <laughs> i am getting older <clears throat> but god bless neil it wasn't facing him a bit and i'll tell you what though um i could not get over i mean it's very obvious why neil does what he does like he oh absolutely is, he's a natural storyteller like i you know there there aren't many people in the world where you could just sit and listen put it wrapped attention and just be spellbound by it like like i hate to say it your dad was one of those people his classes were great like it was just like all right fuck the books we're gonna hear another war story like <clears throat> but like and neil had that same knack where it was just like man he was just name dropping the names and like you know jvc creator of might and magic and like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like you really it hits you like you're talking to somebody that like was working for that guy and they were kind of you know they were like buds a little bit and like peers you know and god you know when it really like when it really sinks in it's it's just one of those gosh man like that was just a really cool experience and for for the folks listening like it, you might have thought we were you know exaggerating but it, like, I remember in, you know, we were talking to Neil a little bit before we started recording, and I had said to him, you know, we were, we were talking through text prior to the, the interview, and I was just like, yeah, you know, we generally ask for an hour of your time. We want to be sensitive to your schedule and the stuff that you have planned. You know, if it goes over and you're having a great time, yeah, we'll just, we'll keep talking. And, like, it got, like... After the first hour just slipped by, I was like, man, I'm having a blast. And I could do this <laughs> all night. And I know Neil's having fun, but I just want to make sure he doesn't have anywhere else to be at this point in time. Like, I, felt, <laughs> I felt like 
I, I, I just wanted to make sure we weren't stealing Neil from somewhere else because it was like, dude, I could talk to this guy for hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And there's probably oh. like we were probably always you know tapping the tip of the iceberg, you know. I, and that's what it felt like. I mean, that's why like, um, hmm. Oh, sorry, but by the end of it, like I was really like, how do I jam my foot in this door and leave it open? Because like, <laughs> I want him back. Like I want to have, I want to have like uh, a fireside chat with Neil episodes. Like. Mm-hmm. He's just got so many stories to tell. And, like, I'm really excited about his new book. Like, he, the Thief of Dreams that he talked to us about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he, he kicked that off on a, a Facebook uh, page. Well, I guess, even, even, like, more of the audio drama stuff. I mean, like. Just, like oh, yeah, that was very, great. Very cool stuff. That was great. Like, he shared one with us, you know, in, in confidence. Like, don't share this with anybody else. But dude, like we talked about it. Who's the guy from Star Trek that did a voice uh, in that? I, I can't remember the name, but he's the Doctor from Enterprise. The Doctor from Enterprise, yes. And it was just like, dude, it, like I didn't need the visual, but I could see the Twilight Zone episode in oh, my yeah. monitor. A- absolutely, yeah. It's like, oh. The fact that there's even you know they're they're, they're doing more, and I, you know I, I got to go back and listen to the others because I guess uh, they're on they're all Amazon, right? Uh. Well, the movie was on Amazon. Check, uh, what was it? Swords and Circuitry, I think was okay. his, his website. But yeah. yeah. But they have more, more in the works. And it's like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Sign me up. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I love audio podcasts, you know, or um, uh, I say audio podcasts, but audio dramas. Dramas, audio, yeah. Audio. Uh, oh, there's a term for it, but uh, basically, like you know, the same thing. And we talked about this like way back in the day. In fact, you know, in shameless plug, there's a new one out that I gotta listen to. Uh, but Blockbuster, uh, oh, that was with, so great with John Williams. Like, you know, like I put it into that same vein audio now, drama, yeah, audio drama. But now they have a um, uh, James Cameron. Uh, like it's <gasps> like it's, there's a season two, you know, I guess you call it season two, I don't know what you call it, but You're kidding, but but it, it's a James Cameron. Uh, so we, you know, the first one was like a Spielberg slash John Williams thing, and now that was it's a so great, dude. James Cameron one. So it's like I gotta listen to that one now. Oh, dude, that that was like one of my favorite things you ever recommended. Like, I, I mean, it's like, are you giving a spoiler for an event that's already <laughs> happened? <laughs> like the scene where where uh, John's in the the restaurant with his wife across from the theater, and they're like, she's like Johnny, they're playing your music. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like it was just really well done. But yeah, like <clears throat> that's I got the same the same feel from what Neil showed us, and like he was telling us prior, he's like, yeah, the production on this isn't finished yet, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> sounds pretty sounds goddamn good to me. Good to yeah. me. <laughs> Like what is they put the end here? Uh yeah, no, dude. Like I'm excited to see uh what he does with that. But yeah, like I just I had to it's been a while. I had to like take a second and recap that and, and obviously, you know, just send another big thank you uh to Neil's way. That was just such a great time. Yes, I, I hope I hope he enjoyed enjoyed our our you know questions and in company as, as much as we enjoyed his. It sounds like it. Him and I have been chatting back and forth ever since, and uh, I, I keep prodding him. I'm like, whenever you get that thief of dreams, when you when you want to sell it to <laughs> like you know thirty or forty eager listeners, jump on. <laughs> now he was he was great. He was really great. 
And uh, a big thank you to again to Roberta Williams. Uh, not Roberta Williams. Oh my god, I love Roberta Williams, but no, Roberta Vaughn uh, from the Classic Gamers Guild uh, for for introducing Neil uh, to myself and to, you know and to Nick collectively and helping us get that interview set up. Uh, that was really cool. And uh, you know, Nick, uh, just trivia. Roberta was the this the same publicist that got us hooked up with the Coles. Nice. Uh, she's like, okay. Yeah, she's their she's their publicist. Just absolutely awesome person and it was just super cool uh she had seen a couple of my crondor posts and was like oh you you gotta talk to neil you gotta talk to neil you, you would love talking to neil and i'm like yeah we love talking to neil <laughs> <laughs> it was great so neil thanks again man and uh we can't wait to chat with you again um on on the less star-studded front man <laughs> i mean you're still famous as far as i'm concerned but what have you been up to Oh, you know, you just like the the sad part is, and and you know, sign of the time. We're coming up on, a, or at least here in in PA, a year, a year, dude, a year in quarantine. Yeah, that's like, not to say like you know hard lockdown, but it's like you know, uh, I think it was uh, it was the fourteenth of March. I think was my last yeah. day in my office, uh, and. I kind of mark that as like okay, that that was where it got. That's where that I got was serious. The start of the, uh, I mean, the nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a year ago we were we were just getting back from. from I was just about years. to say, you know how I knew this was coming. <laughs> you know how I knew this was coming. Our PAX <laughs> pictures showed up on my Facebook for memories timeline. <laughs> One year ago today, you were at PAX. Like, oh my god, we dodged the bullet. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, holy fuck! Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. I don't think I necessarily dodged that bullet. I just caught a smaller piece of it than most. <laughs> right. Yeah, because like... we we went to PAX. Yep. Uh, last week, a yeah, year it, ago. It, yeah, it was. I think it was like it was like the end. It was like the end of February, like into like March first or second. I have to look at the specific date. But yeah, yeah. Ba- basically this this time last year, we were we were you know PAX was coming over. Home. PAX East was you know over. Are coming home and and things were starting to get you know serious with with the COVID. And a week later, I got a, a mild cough and lost my sense of smell. Uh, oh for, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You you did lose it, didn't you? That that was my only indicator that this might not have just been con cold. Uh, yeah, if you go back to the episodes around that time, um, yeah, I was saying yeah. I was even saying I was like I think. I think I might have the COVID. <laughs> like I'm not sure, <laughs> but like I, I could had completely lost my sense of smell, and it was the most jarring, disconcerting thing because like I would check every day, like after I got over the symptoms, and thank God I was one of the lucky ones considering I'm a chubby older guy. Um, I. I would wake up each morning, run down to the bathroom, open up the bottle of, like, rubbing alcohol, isopropyl alcohol that we had, you know, just for treating wounds. You do that when you have multiple kids. <laughs> and, uh, scratches. Yeah, and, and I opened it up, and I'd smell it, and I swear to God, dude, like, I'd put my nose right over, right over the cap, like, where the cap goes, and it was like breathing oxygen. No smell, no sting. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It was like nothing was there. And that's when I was like, wow, that's scary. (laughs) 
But, I mean, thankfully, like, you know, about two weeks later, uh, my wife was, was cooking, and I was like, man, I, I think I smell dinners. This is cool. But I wasn't sure until I went and fed the dog. And my most hated smell, and I love dogs, but my most hated smell in the world is that first waft of air you get when you open up the dog food bag or tub. <laughs> Woo! I fucking hate that smell. And I opened it up, and I was so used to breathing through my nose without giving a shit that it was one of those, like, rip, <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, it's back! It's back! <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was, that was a year ago, man. Son of a bitch. Wow. I don't know. That just... That that yeah. sinks in a bit, man. Yeah, it, it sinks in. It's mind-boggling. I mean, you know, also the fact that it was, it was seriously like you know, at least for us, you know, uh, the last large public event, you know, yeah, in, in a year. So it's it the like, last, the last big thing I was at. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. If that's going to be the last one for a year. Fuck yeah, I'll take it. That was a blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I look forward uh, to going back someday, but yeah, like, I mean, at this rate, like, I th I'm seeing a lot of 21 stuff still being. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen this year. It's not gonna happen this year. Yeah, like, I know PAX, uh, like, the site, like, I think early in the year, they kind of put it out a tentative, and nothing was gonna really happen, I think, until. I think September or something, but yeah. I, I almost have a feeling like it's going to follow suit because I'm seeing so many things, you know, this year still being yeah, canceled. like E3 just pulled the plug. Yep, yep. Uh, there was another major one. I think, I think the Comic Cons have pulled their Comic Cons have pulled the plug. Yeah, like the, yeah, again, like we're still going to get like the virtual stuff, you know, happening. Yeah, um, but that, I mean, at least for this year, I don't. But yeah, see... in, ter in terms of physical, yeah, it's like it doesn't look like this year's gonna happen. Even though you know, again, you know, it seems like you know, pretty positive rollout uh, overall. You know, through you know, you I, I say on a global scale, even. Um, but yeah. yeah, like it, it, it looks like you know, we're, we'll have to wait till twenty two before we uh, see yeah. see large events. You know, it, 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 even if you know, like they are. That's next. You know, probably the next question is like, will it be? Large will it be or, 2022 will we or, do or yeah will, will it even be capped i mean like you know yeah i, I, I will i would hope not but you, you never know you never know yeah I, i'm i'm adding to our notes hence the uh tapping uh for news uh, <laughs> i just want to cover that one too uh oh yeah, yeah 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 i was um, i've actually been talking to him this week <laughs> oh nice yeah there's some interesting stuff there uh, all right, so what have you been playing? Uh, so you know, just working through my Game Pass stuff. A lot of a lot came out in the past. Uh, there's so much great stuff. If, in the past couple months, uh, since the beginning of the year, really, um, since we had a chance to talk. But uh, the yeah, big ones true. I've been playing uh, was the Medium, um, uh, fantastic game. We saw this at E3, you know, virtual E3 last year. Yeah, uh, this kind of dual split screen dual reality thing and i didn't know what to make it it intrigued me when i was playing the game i was i was blown away it, it, it absolutely it absolutely worked it was it was freaky and had great horror elements and uh i, I think i think it hit everything perfectly I, like i'm always i don't want to say wary of, of horror games but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm more tired of like when horror games have to resort to jump scares all the time to make make it, or just a horror. monster with a giant bat every five seconds. Yeah, or yeah, yeah some, something ridiculous like that. It's like, but they, I mean, that doesn't mean there there aren't some really really good horror games out there. Uh, but I, I definitely add this one to it. Like it 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 oh. 
it perfectly hits every note. Like it doesn't, you know, not saying it doesn't have jump scares. It does, but it, it does it tastefully. But it, it, does it, it's, it doesn't lean on them. It, yeah. It doesn't do yeah. it every five seconds and suddenly you're expecting it. And that actually there were points where like I expected it and it never happened because like, okay, like I'm waiting, I'm waiting for it. It's like, and I kind of like that more. Yeah. It, it, it was great. It, it built that tension and it didn't, you know, and in the store, I thought the story was great. Yeah, with, like speaking of that, like, I don't want to get too into it and spoil it, so we'll just go yeah, to the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the... keeping I'm keeping spoiler light, you know, in case people haven't played it. But like, let's go to the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in the funeral home, sure, where you get that first split screen. Have you played a more touching scene than that with her and her father? Oh man, well, uh, well, oh. It's, it's it's her it's her her guardian. father figure, her yeah, guardian. Father I'm sorry, yeah, her yeah, guardian. Yeah, yes, yeah. her guardian. And, and they do make that clear in the beginning, I think. Yeah, they no, um, they do, they do. Um. But yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's like it's really gripping. It's like oh, it's it, it kind of gripping, like it's it, it touching. Settle, settles you into not only the character but the setting as well. It's like oh man, and then, and then you realize like oh, she's a medium. It's like yeah, oh, like now, she that's pay, what she title, deals the, with. The, the title makes sense. It's like ah, I see where this is going now. Now, now this makes sense. And yeah, I gotta and, finish it. I gotta finish it. Yeah, oh, it's a yeah. masterful game. Yeah, is it great? I think. I think it was only maybe eight or nine hours long. It didn't take me long to beat it. But yeah. again, I like that out of a horror game. Like, yeah, I'm like fine horror, with that. horror games that go beyond like 10 hours is my limit. Like if you go beyond <laughs> yeah, 10, yeah. 10, 10, more than 10 hours as a horror it's game. It's like, all right, you're it, pushing it now. Yeah. We're getting you, the Friday the 13th part seven. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. <laughs> and usually by that point, like they're repeating stuff a lot. Like the mechanics just, you know, you know, either get overly grindy or just, again, you're, you're using the jump scares all the time just to, you know, freak out the player. Um, but no, I I think I think it was the perfect length. Uh, I'm curious if they'll make a sequel, but at the same okay. time, I almost don't want them to make a sequel. It's, it's, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I've read too. A lot of people are like, they're like the door is kind of there, but we're really hoping they don't because it was yeah. just a great story. Yeah, and again, it it works. You know, again, kind of like more interactive movie. You know, where you movie kind of do the same thing. Again, I'm not gonna you know give away the end. But it, you know it does it does leave it open at the end. So it, and I I think that it, they do it in such a way that it, it's it's great. Again, it's more like you know again like watching a movie where it's like it's like a unlike, Saturday matinee kind of game. Yeah, as opposed to you know there's there's certainly been games where they they leave it wide open. It's like okay, clearly you want a sequel, and, and like, you usually don't like, get one because they cancel it and then you yeah, break the yeah, whole game. Exactly. It's like no, like I feel like <laughs> they bring it close enough. But it's like okay, they leave it open. There it could be a sequel, or at the very least, it gives you it gives you again that talking point at the end, like it, and and lets you kind of figure out what what does it mean in the end. Yeah, um, no, I, I'm excited yeah. to play that one through. I lo- yeah. I love it. Love Absolutely, yeah. If if in I I would recommend if you are interested, don't you know yeah you know because i you know i i played it on stream and whatnot uh but it's like don't don't spoil yourself like you know get it you know if you have game pass absolutely this is absolutely worth a download and your time uh yeah it's worth the price of game pass like yeah like let's let's talk about that real quick i would say that game pass has a handful of games that they themselves alone are worth the price of game pass for the month oh for sure like you will get your money's worth from several games. And this is one of them. <laughs> Sorry, kids, kill my soul. Um, yeah, no, Medium, I gotta finish it. It's, it's, I love what I've played so far, though. Really, yeah. really love it. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the next one. Okay. This is one I played uh, maybe the first half hour of. 
Okay. Um, it's one that I'm probably going to grab a walkthrough for, uh, just because, <laughs> full disclosure, I realize as I get older, I get a little more pissy with puzzles. <laughs> And I I probably hit like the first big puzzle there on the beach with the signs okay. and shit. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I was walking back for that for like I'm not getting this. Fuck it, I'm gonna go do something else. Uh, but in this game's fairness, I I want to go back to it because visually and audially, because I was playing it with my headphones on. This game is a treat. Oh yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Call of the Sea again. Another game available on Game Pass. <laughs> Um, if you're into puzzle, oh, I say puzzle games in the vein of like Mist or yeah, Mist, uh, Sierra Adventures, Sierra Adventure, yeah, point and click. You know, it's an FPS, so it's it's not like you're you're looking at a uh, a flat screen. You're moving the character through it like you. And are I feel the, like that's what character. might be might be uh, 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 jarring with me because I grew up on yeah. the the third person adventures. Yeah, and, well, it, it, even like know. Mist, like Mist was first person, but it always like it stuck you in a location like, okay, like click the path, you're like, click, walk, walk, click, walk, click. Walk, walk, yes. walk. and it stuck you in front of like basically a static scene. And then then you could kind of click through it and and figure yeah. things out. Um, definitely coming from that mentality, I I, I completely understand because it was very much like, oh, my goodness, like things could be anywhere. Where, where yes. do I even, where do I even start? Where do I even start? Now, again, you know, maybe for a younger player that has never been exposed to this, like, you know, it, that's not going to be hindering. But for us, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. It could be, you know, it could be under that rock there. It could be I'm old, that, God <laughs> damn you. could be in that monkey in the tree or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Like once I got used to it, like the things you have to get used to what the puzzles, it doesn't really overtly hide things. Okay. It it, it doesn't make it difficult to figure things out. And actually it helps you along the way. Like everything that you absolutely needed to move forward is written in your journal. So if you come across, you know, some piece of like, you know, back lore thing, like it'll, it'll put in the, so there's two portions of in your log book. There's a, um, I think it's one, one it's called, you know, it's under the like the log tab yeah. and it kind of it tells the story of everything and it kind of, you know, fills in like what, you know, kind of what happened. And then oh, yeah, another, I read that. I, yeah. I loved that. Yeah. It's great. You know, great little, little uh, side. And I, I love the way it puts Some itself character together. Throw in there. It was yeah. really, really good. Exactly. And it, you know, treats itself like a journal. So it, you know, it writes itself out like that. There's pictures that are put in things like that. <sighs> and it's like, it, that's perfect. So you can kind of see the journey. And then there's another tab that is, I forget what's labeled. Like discoveries but, or research or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's basically the puzzle stuff. So like all your specific puzzle stuff that as long as you see it and you interact with it, it will go into that, that tab. Oh, of, all of right. The book. All right. So if you get confused on something, it's like, just refer to that. Now, there, you know, I think in my entire playthrough, there was basically one puzzle that I got stuck on. It was only because I over overthunk it, which I typically do. <laughs> I was like, it's probably my problem with all of these. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, you kind of look at it like, is, it, if I find the, the, the sun at the azimuth of two o'clock, and it's like, no, just pull the lever. <laughs> yeah, see where I'm like, I still haven't found a cat hair mustache yet. <laughs> look around for the 10. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm going to go back and give that another shot. I'm going to say one of the things I loved about it was I really got the feeling of the probably the greatest, some of the greatest part of that movie 
but like the first 20 or 30 minutes of Peter Jackson's King Kong. King, yes, I got that immediate vibe too. You know what man, I'm getting at? Oh yeah, it's like I feel like I'm I'm I'm, I'm on, on King Skull Kong Island. Like, Skull Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was the feeling I, I immediately got like either Victorian or 1920s era and like yeah, like probably like like depression era timeline and then like yeah uncharted territory still the undiscovered frontier um and i loved that like they nailed that in the the way the boat looks in the beginning the fashion mm-hmm. um oh excuse me but then it's like there's the whole uh dare i say lovecraftian thing with whatever the main oh, characters oh yeah. there's, got going on there's definitely like yeah like uh it, it's worth sticking through it you know just for what happens um yeah you know, again i'm not i'm not going to ruin it but it's definitely no, i'm, like, I'm going to go it, back to it. it it has the lovecraftian tones to it um and i don't think it disappoints like again it, like it's Ooh. another one of those like great story to it it's worth going through um it, again it's not overly punishing i, I don't feel uh and it's, it's more like when you when you're stuck on a puzzle it's probably chances are you yeah, you've, check you've, your journal or you're overthinking it it's overthinking it and, and or you've missed one little piece of 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 info and the thing is okay. that you, you can actually uh on some puzzles you can actually get ahead without even having found all like these the, you know i see the solutions but the um the clues yeah. Okay. Um, but but yeah, like, but but nonetheless, like, if you do feel you're getting stuck, I would highly recommend just go through the walkthrough and enjoy the story portion because it's it's definitely worth it to to finish it out and and see where it goes. I will, I will, because like I said, I really, I was I was hypnotized by the intro. I loved it. I loved what they were doing with it. I loved where the story was set. And I, I have a feeling like Valhalla came out like a day or two later, which is the bane of my existence. Like oh, the game, the Valheim, game that I was yes. waiting for. <laughs> but no, I, I really something came out, and uh, but I really really liked it. So I'm I'm gonna give it an, another shot. That and the medium for sure. Uh, the next one, I have to preface with I played it for about eight hours. I love it. I need more time to play it. <laughs> Lucas, our old comrade, is all fucking in on this game to the point of prior to us recording, I got a message from him saying, and I quote, You failed to heed Odin's call to Valhalla. <laughs> yes, another. He's all in, man. Yeah, like, I, I, I figured, like, like I know he was, he was into the kind of like the Minecraft, and I think even like Ark back in the day, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, and like, like, yeah, that, that, that makes perfect sense to me that, that he's, he's all in on Valheim. I, I, I was, I was hesitant at first because, you know, initially what I was looking at, it's like, oh man, it's, you know, it looks like another survival, like ho hum. And, but no, it's but like, it's okay. It's done right, man. Oh man. But it was like, it was like 20 bucks is like, okay, like, it's not a lot in early access and they're looking to add more. So I'll, I'll go in on it. Why not? And that was, I think that was week two. Like it was, it was mid February uh, when I jumped in it. You know, so it had come out at the beginning of February and it was like gaining momentum. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go in on this. And it, yeah, it just, it just clicked. Um, oh, yeah. it, it hit all my buttons you know, in terms of like, I do like survival games. What I hate, what, I, or what I've grown to hate is uh, the tedium that is instilled upon the player 
Yes. Uh, to survive. So yeah, I, without, like, without naming names. <laughs> no, I, I will name. I will name names. Uh, <laughs> Stranded Deep could be one of my favorite games in the world <laughs> if I could just eat some coconuts and not worry about getting diarrhea. Well, you know, it's it's not only like it's like that. Uh, like, but the part I hate is eating. Like, you know, and it's going to sound weird. Eating to simply stay alive, and and it sounds like a stupid statement, but at the same time, it's like, like I, don't I do that have in to... life. I don't need to do it. In yeah, the game. I, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't want to spend half my game time getting food so I can simply eat the food to simply stay alive and then go adventuring. It's like I, you know. Like one of the things that that hooked me with you know like there's several things. That, the, the first one was in Valheim. You do eat food, but you yes. only do it to get a buff, which is great. It's like I if I don't eat food, you basically go down to this base health level. It's like 25 or whatever it is, and it's like okay, perfect. If I don't want to eat food or have to you know worry about it right now, if I stay in like a low level zone, it's like. I won't get, you know, you know, chances are I won't get murdered, but you know, that's the other thing that that's kind of hilarious. And I think it's part of the Valheim experience is, is death itself is, is kind of an experience <laughs> <laughs> and you will die in the most odd ways. Like uh, if a tree is not falling on your head, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been spared the tree. Oh, oh, you haven't died to a tree. Okay. You Only because I thought, to move <laughs> no it, you know it'll happen when you're playing with a group and you'll be like you'll all be chopping down trees and oh, it'll be, it'll be the tree from behind that you, you'll never see it's like <laughs> that explains it <laughs> i haven't played with other shows. Oh, oh man yeah yeah i i feel again this is another one where those words like it really gets a lot more hilarious when you're playing with a group all right, and, let me know when you and Kriegs are doing. Uh, oh, oh yeah, like it, it was like it's like when when is Al getting Valheim? It's like I, I, I oh, Al's had Valheim. It's just a matter of when Al has time. Yeah, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll bring you on the server, man. We we got we got like Viking halls everywhere, and oh, that's it, dope. It's awesome. Um, All right, I'll, I'll I'll build my little uh, my little tent somewhere in the woods. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I'll, I'll sell my Viking pern. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, and one of the other things that I love about Valheim is uh, the fact that you one you can jump servers, but you maintain your character that across is so the servers. Dope. It, so it, which dope. Is, again, another thing I like it, it, it didn't irk me as much as the food. Like the food thing was number one. It's like you know, it's like he's like when I I have to keep my animals alive, I have to keep me alive. You know, it's like and I'm spending all my time just getting food, and I you know, it's like I, I like and then then I got to log off because I have I have time for nothing else. Um, so it kind of respects your time, you know. I say your time a little bit that way because I've yeah. lost, I've lost considerable. It's like you know, this is one of these games where it's like, oh, I'll just you know go out and get a couple lumbers of things. Five hours later, oh my god! Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but, but no, you nailed you nailed something that I always felt these games have totally missed the boat on, which is like you're building a hero that is in quote unquote your own faraway land. Yeah, and if you want to play with you're you know you become that traveling hero that has faced a few dragons and you want to go visit an old friend you're coming down yeah like you're coming down the road you got your skills like you're you're already you know seasoned like the fact that this game lets you do that is huge 
It, it absolutely massive. And and then and the other thing is like when it comes to the other games, like usually, you know, and I, you know, I expect it to happen with this one where it's like, okay, whatever server you're on, eventually, like, assuming it's not like one of the public servers, um, but it's like, you know, whatever, you know, private server you're on or even your own solo thing or whatever, it's like, oh, eventually, you know, it, it'll shut down and it's like, okay, you, and then you'll want to play it again, but you'll have to start over from complete scratch. Now that can still happen. So in terms of like, if you built something up, you know your super grand you know viking hall on yeah. on a private server and they shut it down it's like okay you you more or less lose that but you're right you keep your skill levels and it, it whatever you have on you so it's like if yeah. you know the service being shut down like grab your your most grab essential your items, shit <laughs> grab your most essential items and then log out because you'll be able to take that those items to whatever you know your own server to you know friend server and again you can you can hop in hop out whatever and i yeah again another fantastic thing because it's like it's like you know, I, you know i've got several groups it's like you know, i've jumped kind of jumped between you know about three of them now yeah and it's, and it's like you know it's like i have my primary server that i'm on and then i can hop onto other ones and it's like okay yeah it's like yeah let me jump on and like help you defeat you know this boss or whatever or i can you know help you know help you with this thing and you hop in i got all my skills i got you know the weapons that you know that i've that i've crafted and whatnot with me and it's like i love that it's like okay it's I don't why feel like... i've never played any of the other ones i've yeah. never played arc i've ne- I, I played conan for all the five minutes <laughs> yeah um, and, and like it's not to say those weren't fun but like like that it, it's hard to continually go back to ground zero and start all over right. again like I, if i want to play with you like my character ain't nothing to speak about um, i got fucking four hard fought hours on that bastard yeah and like I can bring that over and play on your server. I can go exactly. play with Luke, and yeah. I could go gain a few levels and a couple new axes or whatever on Luke's server, and then jump back over to you. Like to me, that's what every one of these games have been missing, and why I've skipped the majority of them because yeah. I I just don't I don't have the time to start it, over so much. Exactly. Like yeah. Like you know. Again, I say. In a sense, it's respectful of your time and, and honors that is like, okay, you've done stuff. And like, now I don't know if there's ever, you know, they haven't mentioned anything about a wipe because I, this game is early access. Yeah. But it, I it would seems, assume a wipe. Assume a wipe. Yeah. Assume a wipe. But I, but I mean, they haven't really mentioned it from what I've gathered. So it uh, seems again, like, there may not be assume yeah. a wipe. Yeah. So yeah, you're it's, not it's better, better assume. Yeah. Better assume. But at the same time, it's like, even if they did, like, I don't think it would be that bad because, no. you know, yeah, like again, the game is just is just so fun, and it's definitely going to be one of those like okay, it's like you know, definitely I got to get it out of my system. Yeah, but you know, when when it does, like okay, put it on the shelf, and then when they you know they add new stuff, it's like jump back in, and it's kind of like back where you right where you left off, and it's like beautiful. yeah, absolutely. And and it's just it's I, I will say it's unreal to see this this explode. I mean, like this past you know I say year, but you know within this past year we've seen all these kind of indie developer studios like again explode. And, and we've talked about it before. Like you know, there's the the Among Us, the you know the Valheim, the um, uh, Phasmophobia. It's uh, it's just like and, and again like Valheim is is a five person dev team. It's like it's unbelievable what they create. That's that's what really blows me away because like okay, you know you could look at it objectively and say graphically you know it's not, but it's like no graphically still it's not using the most advanced graphics, but it's still a beautiful game. Well, and I think that adds to it. Sure, like that's what 
oddly enough, I said put me off initially. It's like, oh man, it looks like super pixelated. Like, <clears throat> yeah, how, do you, how do you play like that? You know, it's like, and it's oh, like, very but, easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very like you know, over time, like it, it's one of those things. Or and and kind of you know, when I played it, I realized like, oh man, this is just like you know, playing old school. You know, granted, yeah. it's not like it's not like Nintendo graphic. You know, like you know, Super Nintendo, but it's the same principle. It's like your your imagination fills in a lot of blanks, and it's like I realized yeah. like. Uh, yeah, I I don't. I mean, I see the pixelation, but it's like my mind is just kind of like blurred it together into yeah, no, you know, what it just, is. It's a mastercraft of game design. It really yeah. is, and and it works. And and the thing is, like, it doesn't have to be overly graphically intensive. And I think that you know that's one of its strengths. It you know it doesn't have to use a lot of hardware, so a lot of people can play it. A lot, yeah, a lot it, of people uh, can play know, this game. Yeah. You know, I, we've kind of encountered weird lag issues, but I think it's more like server client issues as opposed to like, oh, it's trying to render absolutely everything and it's choking on it. And, you know, it's like, no, this is this is something else. So, it, so again, I think it works in that capacity where, again, I think other other games kind of, you know, they, they try to max out the graphical quality and then end up losing it as a result. Yeah. And that that's actually a really great transition (laughs) into your next one which i picked up this week i hadn't heard of it no i think i might have seen it in early access about four months ago and went what that looks lame and and just skipped over it but uh i have to say uh the good uh co-carnage has (laughs) caused me to spend more money than i ever (laughs) intended and i was watching him play uh breath edge Mm-hmm. And I immediately picked it up. Uh, uh, yeah. Please tell us about your adventure in Breath so, Edge. <laughs> so I had picked this up. Uh, funny enough, I had a save file from twenty eight September twenty eighteen. So I picked it up in early access. You know, basically three. Well, you know, two two plus years ago, let's say. Um, and you know it, it was you know, like okay at the time it was like okay it's kind of like a space subnautica uh and you know you know because you know, have like this you know funny enough, breath edge you have this you know, breath management so you have a limited amount of oxygen before you have to like return to the, the capsule or whatever yeah but it is absolutely hilarious it breaks the oh, fourth wall funny. It, it pokes you know fun at like every single game like mechanic out there like you know there's a thing where it's like you know it's <laughs> uh you get to a point where it's like collect 200 coffins and you're like excuse me and, <laughs> and, and you and you're like no way and, and then like, it's like I, it's like doubly self-aware with like the, oh yeah 80s red scare fear oh, oh my yeah yeah God. it's like it's like oh great comrade <laughs> and like just put uh, in it, this vhs <laughs> yeah, put in, yeah put in this vhs and like we've you know and there's like you got to build this device the, the developers arbitrarily arbitrarily put in to you know make the game longer <laughs> make <laughs> sure like, you <laughs> hit the toilet when you piss <laughs> It's like, it's like all these like universe jokes slash you know fourth wall breaking jokes and and, and it's a great game it's 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 oddly super chill so it's like the zany whenever you enter capsules like get super zany and then, it's the one division of gaming it, it, it almost it does feel like that and then you, yes. you step outside and it's just just like the super chill you're like floating through space collecting stuff and yeah absolutely hilarious I, I, you know so I've, <laughs> I've started a fresh playthrough you know, got through chapter one which was basically what it, you know how far it went uh three years ago so now now completing chapter one i'm now in new territory and again 
it. Like it's 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 a great little game. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to to playing more. I'm I'm just about at the end of chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just laughing the whole time. It's, it's great. great. It's a wonderfully self aware game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll we'll cruise on over to me. Uh, yeah, so real yeah, like, quick. What what have you been up to? I've broken 250 hours in Crusader Kings 3. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now are um, you still running? Or didn't aren't you running a mod like some kind of like, no. you know, oh, oh you not? No. Oh. Uh they released the ruler designer pack about a month ago. I thought you had like some uh, ancient, you know, king that I, was like over 100 years I did. old. I did. Okay. But this was a natural patch. Oh, okay. That allowed you to have a ruler, a ruler designer, and it gave you X amount of points. You could go beyond that, but you wouldn't get achievements. I said, ah. well, if we're going to color outside the lines, let's draw on the <laughs> fucking table. And I created a king that had, like, the best possible health stats that you could have. Plus, uh-huh. he was a genius. Uh, <laughs> plus, he was a master of combat. He was basically, like, Ultraman. Right. And um, and then oh, I did have a. I you're right. I did have a mod that allowed me to have primogeniture succession in the tribal era. Ah, okay. Which basically meant I just told my whole tribe, "Nope, firstborn son gets everything. The rest of you kids can fuck off." <laughs> and uh, and and the reason I did that was because otherwise you're in this weird like uh, elective system until you get that middle age technology. And, you know, starting out in the tribal area, which is like the 800s, uh, every time you die, your kingdom just kind of shatters and you got to reconquer it. And I was like, nah, fuck that. Uh, I want to see what happens if we were smart enough to think, no, let's just uh, give the firstborn everything. And (laughs) so the way that wound up working out, um, which I'm glad I, I implemented that mod. Otherwise, when my first king died, my kingdom would have shattered 30 different ways. Uh, because he lived to the age of 130 and had about 30 children uh, through six different wives. Because <laughs> um, let's face it, nobody is as healthy as Ultraman. And uh, it actually was Atticus O'Sullivan after the Iron Druid books. And, um, excuse me, I was playing as the, the uh, Count at the beginning in the Kingdom of Ireland, who... Ireland at the time in this game are worshipping, uh, it's called Insular Christianity, which is like an ancient form of it that was not nearly as strict. Uh, I still have to read on the historical accuracy of this, but Paradox is pretty good about these things. And one of the things it had was like you had secondary wives, of which in this you could have three. So you could have a, a primary wife and then three more. And I was like, all right, plague be damned, we're going to reproduce. <laughs> and... <laughs> and uh, I was just playing again. I'm on the, I guess it would be the equivalent of the great, 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 great grandson. Uh, it's the year 1084. Uh, what started out as the county of, uh, uh, not Dublin. Uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it started out as the county of whatever. Mm-hmm. became the High Kingdom of Ireland, which became the Kingdom of Ireland and Scotland. And then once I conquered England, became the Empire of Alba, which consisted of basically the entire United Kingdom, uh, plus 
Brittany in France and a couple of other uh, northern France, French counties, is now at the point where I control all of England, uh, all of the UK, uh, obviously all of Ireland, all of the Shetland Islands, so Iceland and Orkney and all those, and then uh, southern France, which at the time had split in, well, France split between Western Francia, Eastern Francia, in my game at least, and then Aquitaine, which was like the southern half of France, which, uh, because I had had so many children and diplomatically married them off in such a skillful way, that I, as the emperor, was just like, no, son, your title's now mine. <laughs> and, uh, and now I have southern France, oh, and then the cadet branch of the O'Sullivans, the O'Sullivan Turins, uh, in Italy, uh, I also claim their title, so now I control uh, most of what was the medieval kingdom of Italy, and I'm staring down the papacy so I can unite the schism between insular Christianity and that uh, astray religion known as Catholicism. Uh, yeah, you can see how I get deep into this fucking <laughs> shit. Like, I'm 250 hours into this game. Uh, it is wicked fun. It is so much fun. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd happily uh, bring anyone along for a multiplayer jaunt. Uh, you you would have uh, a lot of fun, aside from just the Game of Thrones intrigue and my random ramblings of random history shit that I know from previous jobs when I had way too much time on my hands and got lost in Wikipedia holes studying history. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really amazing game, and I think they're about to announce their first uh, major DLC expansion, which is super, super ah, exciting. Excellent. Super exciting. <laughs> I played a little bit of Valheim, like I said, about eight hours, and I am all in on what Nick's saying. I think that little game is a goddamn masterpiece, just in that <laughs> it really is, has gotten rid of a lot of the shit that has annoyed me about oh, yeah. the, the, the yeah. private server or the server instanced MMOs that aren't being run by a triple-A publisher. Right. Um, it's why I couldn't get into Conan. It's why I couldn't get into a lot of those, because it's just like, well, what's the point? Like, the server's going to close. I'm going to lose my character. And I just don't have that kind of time. Whereas, like, Valheim, you know, at the very least, I can do stuff with my character, build their levels, and their skill. well, build their skills, and make them better equipment, and even if the server shuts down, I've got whatever I've got on me, and I can go somewhere else and continue my journey. And that's where Valheim has really won me over, and I, I want to play more of it. It's just, again, it's a matter of time. And uh, that's a PC game, so it's generally like a lunch break uh, game for me, unless I like make sure. a, cons you know, a concerted game night of it, which I have to give a shout-out. Uh, we did. I did have a PC game night on Wednesday this week. Was it this week? Yeah, I think it was uh, this week or last week. Uh, with the bad fodder figures, we downloaded a Wreckfest off oh, of Game. Oh, nice! Downloaded that off Game Pass. Me, Mike, and Matt. Uh, the three of us played it against bots. <laughs> and that's the demo uh, derby game, right? Yes. Yeah. Multi many tracks, many cars. I have not laughed that hard in so long dude like our first demo derby match like 
Mike picked out this badass looking black car with teeth on the front. I was like, fuck you, man. I'm getting a combiner. And I had this giant fucking corn harvester. And I think Matt came at us on a couch with jetpacks on the back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm mixing matches up here, but we had so much fun playing that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that aside, um, the other thing I've gotten really, really into, uh, this week at least, uh, nighttime gaming, I wound up getting MK11 Ultra on, oh. you know, a really good sale. And our, my wife and I's mutual friend Brian came over for his birthday. She's like, he's like a lifelong friend of my wife's. And I was like, dude, when are they going to release the fucking story to MK11? Like, every time I want to go play, it's like story unavailable. And, and like, I, I just said it out of frustration. He was just sitting on the couch, pulled it up on his phone. He's like, oh, if you have MK11 Ultra, you already have it. You just have to go in your game options in Xbox and tell it to install it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And I did that. Started playing it, and I was like, well, it's been a while since I played 10. And I already had, you know, uh, it was like Mortal Kombat 10, uh, the ultra version of that, basically. And I played through the whole story of that the other night, and it was awesome. Like, I get Mortal Kombat might not be everybody's thing, but the story of the last few games that have been done by Neversoft, or was it Nethersoft? Uh, Nethersoft. Um, are just great. Like, uh, it, I, I don't want to spoil it, but like, basically shit happens at the end of 10 where it's like, mm -hmm. wow, even the ultra good guy is fucking, uh, he's drinking of the Darth Vader arm. Like, it's not looking <laughs> good. And MK11 becomes this whole thing about, like, a sort of rebalancing, and it involves time travel and heroes that have been dead for or dead, or we'll say revenants raised from the dead, or and are now bad guys uh, in the previous incarnations have come back as their former selves prior to those events, and it's all about undoing this. So it's got like this Chrono Trigger time travel aspect to it that, like, I'm maybe an hour in, and I'm like, holy shit, like, for Mortal Kombat, this is a really great, deep story. That's wild, yeah. I'm really, really enjoying it. And uh, it, it apparently adjusts for old shits, because, like, I'll hit one or two fights where I get the fucking floor wipe with me, and then I continue, and all of a sudden, it's like I found my Rocky cereal. <laughs> so, I think it adjusts. Uh, but, yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, the character rosters are fantastic, especially with MK11 Ultra. Um, yeah, let me just tell you about the extra characters you get with that version of it. Uh, you know, they drew first blood, not me. Uh, you, get <laughs> uh, you get your move, creep. Uh, you get some, some Robocop, RoboCop action. Classic Robocop. And then there is a two-minute clip of all of the terminator arnold schwarzenegger puns oh uh, nice because you get the uh was the t100 model and then you get like the uh the terminator 3 rebellion model or something like that okay but like 
he his basic purpose because before every fight the two characters that are fighting and this is like a 40 character roster mm-hmm. will say something specific to each character that they're fighting wow and it's it's real impressive dude like that's a lot of fucking voice acting oh for like, sure yeah like those individual lines and whatnot yeah and like one of the characters looked like looks at the terminator and are like like what are you a walking tin can and then it pans over to the to the terminator and he's like fuck you asshole <laughs> 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 hasta la vista baby like the and it, it uh what was the one where he's like uh he's like you better get to the chopper like it, it, it's just, <laughs> just it's like loaded with arnie puns nice yeah it's really good man it's i highly recommend it if you can get it on sale mk11 ultra you would have a blast with really really good time and then the only other big piece of news was um, I spent uh, when I, I said our friend Brian came up about the MK11 story. Uh, the afternoon he came up, I had started following a uh, I started following Wario64 on Twitter, and I saw he did a, a tweet PS5 drop at Ant something or other. I was like, all right, jumped on it, and I had it in my cart, and it was a bundle. And it was not a cheap bundle. So I did what every uh, tough man does. I ran out and said, Honey, I got a really expensive PS5 bundle in my shop. <laughs> and I really want to get it. She's like, Yeah, yeah, you're going to like it. You're going to play it. She's like, You're stupid. I was like, so That's a yes. She's like, Get out of here. I'm like, All right. And I ran back in. And apparently for this site, having it in your cart does not mean it, it was yours. Uh, that is correct. Uh, for this site, especially. <laughs> and I, I hit uh, check out. And it's like, sorry, we're sold out. And my three beautiful daughters, none of whom are over 10, heard their father shout at the top of his lungs on one side of the house. Fuck! And <laughs> I spent the entire week following several other Twitter accounts. Jumping on every drop, having zero luck. And then uh, yesterday, uh, it's like, oh, Walmart's doing a big drop at 3, 3, uh, 3 o'clock. 3, 3 a.m. or whatever it is, yeah. 3 p.m. And I was like, oh, 3 oh p.m. It was, okay. yeah, it was 3 p.m. I'm like, great. So I messaged everybody I was going to be in a meeting with that time. I was like, I apologize. You're professionals and I love you. I'm going to be distracted for the first five minutes and you're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> And then at 2.30, my phone blows up because, like, GameStop, this was the best part. At 2 o'clock, GameStop was like, hey, make sure you swing by Walmart today at 3 o'clock to get your PS5s because they're dropping. I was like, oh, that's sweet of them. Like, they're really, really pushing that. And then at 2.30, like, oh, by the way, we got some, too. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I jump over to GameStop, and there was, like, two bundles. That I was like, well, you know, this will this will narrow it down to where I, I might get past the bots. So I, I had them both open in a tab, and I'm like, add to cart. Sorry, we're adding more stock. Fuck, refresh. And while that was refreshing, I go to the other one. Add to cart. Sorry, we're adding more stock. Fuck, refresh. And I played that hopscotch game <laughs> for about 20 seconds, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, you have several items in your shopping cart for the money. I'm like, really? And then like. 
I was like, all right, yeah, here's the catch. Click checkout. And it's like, okay, select payment method. I'm like, oh, shit, this is happening. I got it. And, you know, <laughs> ran my shit through. They're like, all right. Uh, it'll take us a little while to send you your order confirmation just because of traffic. I'm like, I know where this is going. You did it with my Xbox. You're going to send me an email saying I ain't going to fucking see it till December. And then... Like, I'm literally in the middle of getting ready to type an angry tweet and email, and my fucking inbox dings. Yep, your PlayStation will be here Monday. I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so I got finally got a PS5 coming my way, and I'm I'm totally stoked about it. And nice. uh, yeah, the, that was the, the big news for me this week. But yes! Shit! Let's move on to release highlights. Really, what else is there to talk about other than what we already have? Uh, Valheim is the wonder darling, man. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like it's definitely worth picking up. And again, you know, you, you might have reservation about early access, but it, it's incredibly stable. Like, it, it, like, like if it was just as is, it would, it's still a great game. But it's they, still you know, a great game. Yeah. They're, they're planning on adding more. Like, they have four major updates for this year. Uh, more if Odin wills it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> in, you know, I think there's like five bosses to try and defeat right now. And I think yeah. they're planning up to eight, uh, I think. Uh, I think I saw, but uh, but yeah, yeah, fantastic game. You know, even better when when you're playing with some friends and you know <laughs> the, the lulls ensue. But let's let's put this in perspective. This is me, you, uh, glitch, maybe Jay, and uh, we'll we'll say Giovanni. It's a five person dev team. Oh yeah, yeah, selling a like, twenty nine. $29 game as of week 5 there are 5 million people playing this game yeah unbelievable yeah 5, five million in 5 weeks since the release now I think it was kind of in an early beta phase obviously before that but yeah like since going early access on Steam 5 million players and I think their concurrency like I think topped out yeah maybe even go higher for all I know but last I saw was like around 500,000 players concurrent yeah like, like that I, that's nuts dude I could not be happier for five independent developers I really yeah. couldn't oh, like yeah. that is y'all uh I doubt you're listening to this one day you might uh, you have achieved the dream of many game developers. You just, I think they really, they really looked at the product. They're like, what is, what is all this missing? And they hit every stroke a thousand percent. And yeah, uh, it's, it's nothing superfluous. They, they, they kept it, you know, tight and, and yeah. to the point. And, and it's uh, a yeah, beautiful uh, game. And it works. It absolutely works. It's a great game. Yeah. No. So just, that's our release highlight. Uh, pretty much since we we've gone uh since the Neil interview and like yeah just such major props to them they've really knocked it out of the park uh let's see all right we're going to news 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 <laughs> yes nick i saw this the other day i bought the early access um i have not played it yet cuz i'm still working through the original but subnautica below zero actually has a release yeah. date yeah, it, like I, I think you know they were teasing this year, and then uh, just in the last couple of weeks, they they officially announced their May fourteenth release date. So it's like that is eminent. Like you know, the chances are this will not be pushed back if it's that close, type of thing. So looking forward to this. Yeah, no, and, it's, you know, it's looking pretty solid. Arriving just six years after 
the uh, the first one, which again, like if you haven't played the original Subnautica, highly highly that is recommend a great, it. Great, great fucking game, dude. game. Unless God, you have uh, thalassophobia, you know, the fear of the open ocean, because <laughs> then oh, it's dude. absolutely terrifying. I mean, it's terrifying even without that, but it's like, oh boy. Yeah, I, I like, forget. I forget. My kids are kids sometimes, and like my oldest daughter was like, "Oh, I want to play that." I was like, "Yeah, go ahead." And she like gets out of her sub. She goes. I don't want to go any further. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, go ahead. You'll be all right. She's like, there's sharks in there. I'm like, I'm like, are there? She goes, mommy said there's sharks in the ocean. This is the goddamn ocean. <laughs> sharks in the water. Cage in the water. They're smart. They're smart. I'll give it to them. But yeah, no, I'm really stoked for that. Really looking forward to it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, me, me as well. Like, I, and I've heard you know positive things. I've, I've been more or less keeping myself spoiler free. Haven't you know really? Uh, you know, I haven't played it at all. You know, more or less, you just kind of, you know, kept up light on the development. It's like, okay, these are new creatures and, you know, new zones. Like, I've heard okay. good things. Yeah, it's, it's it's looking awesome. And, you know, same, same you know, same team, basically. So, yeah, look, very eager to see uh, how, it, how it turns out. So um, I'll definitely be playing that on stream, you know, come uh, mid-May there. Absolutely. And yeah, no, I'll be there, too. Um, and kind of staying in the same boat, this is non-gaming related, but a gaming developer involved. Uh, I was talking to Richard Garriott this week, Lord British himself. Oh, yes. Uh, if you all follow him on Twitter, you will know that he is on the... Oh, what is the name of the project? I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, just give me two seconds. Yep. But it, the reason I put it where it is, is it is related to Subnautica. It's underwater? In a way. It is in the ocean deeps. And um, Challenger Deep, Richard yep. uh, joined the Challenger Deep uh, program. Uh, Richard is a, a an astronaut. You know, we, we've talked about his journey to the space station, his training uh, as an astronaut. And this was his next big adventure. Challenger Deep uh, went into the deepest depths of the Mariana, I think, am I saying this right? The Marianas Trench? Marianas Trench, yep. Yep. Uh, the, 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 Furthest down than any craft has ever gone. Um, and they've, they have, uh, if I understand it correctly, like they've, they've already seen uh, a few things, but what I, what I was really excited about, because I, I said to Richard, I'm like, wow, like that's like the last ex unexplored frontier in our world. Like, we've pretty much seen most of everything else, mm -hmm. you know, except some of our deepest cave systems and whatnot. <clears throat> but the deepest depths of our ocean are unexplored, and I was like, you know, it's really exciting. I can't wait to see what you find. And he replied back to me. He's like, yeah, us neither. And he's like, and we just laid traps this morning. Oh. Uh, so they laid some specialized traps uh, to see if they could capture some of that deep sea life to study while they're down there because obviously um you have to be real careful about taking stuff that's down that far up because oh yeah bring from an evolutionary kind of explodes yeah like from an evolutionary standpoint they've evolved to live in a, a deep deep pressure and if you bring them up it's basically the same effect if you brought us all the way down like you're gonna blow up <laughs> and um so yeah, so Richard has uh, undertaken that this week, 
And as I understand it, uh, he is now back. Uh, back safe on land. I think the mission uh, still continues. Um, but he is, I guess, for his uh, underwater explanation, exploration of the Mariana Trench, I think he is done. But he's still, you know, with the team and stuff. But yeah, there's going to be some cool stuff coming out of that. I can't wait to see it. I'm kind of hoping we kind of get a little documentary similar to what we got with the um, when he went to uh, International Space. To the International, I asked him. Uh, he oh. said things are coming. Excellent. So I would assume yes. <laughs> I I said, gee, it would really be great if uh, we had a similar documentary. Um, for we'll call it Man on a Mission Two. And he goes, hmm, good title. Things are coming. <laughs> Because I, I love the, like, like you know, it's like stuff like that when James Cameron went down to the Challenger Deep and, you know, and his little things, like watching all the, all the, uh, just, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, documentary stuff on that. So, yeah, I, I would eagerly look forward to uh, seeing that. Yeah, me too. And Richard is just, uh, you know, he's kind of like the explorer's explorer, uh, the adventurer's adventurer, and I can't wait to hear his take on what he found. Uh, who knows? Uh, it might not, it's not gaming related, but I'd love to get him on here to talk about uh, those adventures, because let's face it, he's one of the biggest figures in gaming. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it would just be cool to hear um, how his, his you know, later adventures have taken him as, as a designer and a person. Yeah, I would love to hear it. It's super cool. Uh, the next one, Nick, take it away. We've both been waiting for something in this genre done right. Oh, yes. So Aliens Fire Team uh debuted just uh this week um and surprisingly coming out later this year it's uh, I think it's summer of uh, 21 here. Yeah. Um it's you know it's set in the kind of the classic James you know which you keep talking to James Cameron is the guest star tonight because <laughs> it's kind of set up in, <laughs> in that kind of alien you know alien 2 uh style format with the space marines and it's a three player co-op uh, and they released uh, 25 minutes of gameplay. Highly recommend checking out. Like, great. you know, look for that YouTube video. Uh, it look, it looks pretty slick. Um, I'm, I'm eager to see kind of where this goes. I mean, it's going to be similar to what we saw with, with you know, Predator. You know, granted, Predator was a multiplayer or one v four, yeah, asymmetric. But this, this is going to be strictly like co-op. Yeah, this is strictly a three-player co-op. I, it, you can play it single-player as well. You know, you kind of go through like a campaign story. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm eager to see uh, where this goes, and you know, are, is it you know something where it might start small and then maybe they'll add chapters as they go. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely yeah. It garnered my attention. Like, oh, yeah, just don't be more. Colonial Marines, and I think we. Got oh it. my goodness, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it looks fantastic. I can't wait to to see what happens with that one. Yeah, and, and again, we don't have to wait long. Again, it just kind of yeah, yeah. one of those came out of nowhere. Yeah, we're gonna have to divvy up our time, man, because we got hood. We got a lot of shit coming. A lot, a lot in the pipe. It's it's exciting <laughs> at that point in time. Uh, yep, next one, virtual BlizzCon. Um, yeah, I love how you titled this: the good, the bad, <laughs> the DMCA. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Kick off with the good, my friend. Yeah, the good. I'm with you. Uh, the Diablo 2 resurrected, um, yeah, 20 years ago. I was working yeah, in the factory. It's like, it's like so, holy yeah. crap. It's like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, oh, yeah, they're doing remaster. Oh, my God. It's 20 oh years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was, <laughs> it, I was at this point, it's a classic the... car. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I was working at the scale factory with my dad when my collector's edition came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Me and my buddy Paul. 
And I remember putting the soundtrack on in the middle of what was a closing down factory at the time. And we're just blasting, you know, the Diablo 2 soundtrack in the middle of the half-empty <laughs> factory while we're working second shift. And, like, one of us would be, like, you know, hiding in the corner going, Rakanishu! Like, just screaming shit. <laughs> and fucking, oh, yeah, dude. But, no, what I saw, I, um... I really liked... Uh, I liked that they were... <clears throat> uh, in my opinion, I think they're taking a, a similar approach that the Command & Conquer team did that did the, mm-hmm. the have you played the command and conquer remaster uh no not yet i've, I've seen it like it looked fantastic i just it's fantastic to, to i, I have yeah but like done right and it, it, there is a specific team working on the the remaster it's not like uh, and you know you know i'll comment on this like uh, a bit a, a slight concern is you know are we going to see similar issues to what happened with starcraft and the warcraft 3 remaster because i don't think so and i I think those were done internally and the thing is they suffered a lot of like you know basically battle net issues because you know they were kind of like this bizarre pre-battle net but like that's the thing diablo it like it it made what is now become battle battle oh yeah the original battle.net like the original battle net i played on diablo one when it came out like yeah that that was what started battle net um, so you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. Like you know, from what I saw from BlizzCon, like, it looks fantastic. Uh, the fact that you can even like switch between, you know, kind of like that's that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. To me, where this really I think is going to pay off, and it's what paid off for the Command and Conquer remake because it did the same thing. Like there's a little toggle while you're playing the game where you can just switch it, and you're playing the same old command and conquer graphics from back yeah, in the day the, the classic look and but then you know you, but it's you, built you know on the same that? engine like yeah, it is you can it's beef it up and go to you know yeah i say modern but the updated graphics you know yeah it's updated it. graphics but it's the same engine it's running on the same thing so again in theory this should be fine where yeah. i think warcraft 3 remastered went wrong is it was a modified engine like it, right they, 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 they fiddled with it shit. essentially yeah exactly yeah. so but you but yeah like every, every at least at advertising level like it looks fantastic you know obviously gonna have to buy it again i, I think they you know they did this with starcraft where they released the original you know starcraft for free but the remaster you had to pay extra for i think it was like but it was like 20 bucks it was it was super yeah, cheap yeah, yeah. Was super so cheap. i yeah, I expect the same thing will happen here. Like, if it's anywhere in the twenty to no more than thirty range, I think that would be an acceptable from, price. Range. From what I've heard, I think it is in the twenty range. So yeah, that, that yeah, I'm fine that, with that's that. That's fine. It goes more than that, then it's like, uh, I'll wait for sale because that's a little bit too much for my blood <laughs> to you know play a remaster. But yeah, yeah, it's it, it definitely has my interest. Like, it, I definitely yeah, want to kind of like I'm replay excited. it again. I'm yeah, excited. You know, and classic V two. I would love to recapture uh, having another Diablo 2 all-nighter yeah. with some of the same friends, man, with some of the same peeps. That would be super cool. I was talking about it with my buddy Jim uh, from NAC. I was like, yo, man, fucking release weekend all-nighter? He's like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm yeah. there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Diablo 4, I'm with you. It, it's interesting. Um, can it deliver better, better than Diablo 3? Uh, I would say uh, Diablo 3 uh, started rough. Obviously, the auction oh, house yeah. was very, very the biggest start. 
biggest miscalculation in gaming history. <laughs> um, but I will say that Diablo 3, uh, especially with the expansion, had a solid story. Like, it found its footing later in life. Like, it's a, it's a solid game. Yeah, like for me, it was it was not it wasn't like super great, but it wasn't bad either. It was yeah, kind of there. Uh, I do feel like they kind of turned things around. You know, when they came back with seasons, you know, the obviously the, the they seasons had a, and the, the what yeah. is it, the bounty, uh, the adventure mode. Yeah, like, the adventure yeah, mode's like, great. That was a great way. It's like okay, you can you can either restart or you know continue grinding, or it's a great way to jump in and get things. And yeah. I, I, I thought that was a you know, good thing to, you know, keep kind of like, you know, the game alive for replayability outside of people who yeah, are like and, and mercilessly do, grinding for, for equipment. Yeah, and but, they do well with that. So I think yeah. I have hopes. I, I'll say I have hopes for Diablo yeah. 4. Yeah, same here. Like, I, I hope, like, I think the probably the best thing they're doing is they're getting off the whole, like, I, my biggest issue with the story was it was like, okay, like, how do you defeat, you know, it's like, we, we already defeated Diablo and Diablo 2. So, like, you know, all the evils were kind of, you know, more or less destroyed. And then all of a sudden, you got to, yeah, it, it felt like a, a weird MacGuffin. It was like, oh, it's 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 the, it's the child of Diablo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see them. I'd like, like to see them do something else. Yeah, it, I mean, at least from you know the trailers and whatnot, it seems like okay, like we're dealing with some kind of either lesser evil or you know some other faction, so to speak. It's like okay, you know, getting off the if you will the Diablo line, and I. And I yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The, the greater the needed. prime evils are done, but yeah, there's so plenty like, of lesser evils you could roll with. That if they band together, exactly. It's like you know, yeah. There's that, a lot of ways like they can go with it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I want to see them do something else. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yes, the next point, the irony was not <laughs> lost on me. I was hysterical when this happened. Oh Cackling man! Cackling in my chair. Yes, Metallica's BlizzCon concert got corrected by Twitch's algorithm to avoid a DMCA hit. Uh, and as Nick put here, uh, for the older amongst our listeners, we all remember that Metallica were the ones that paved the way for the DMCA Act uh, when suing Napster. Uh, Pretty because, much. Yeah, their their MP3s ended up online. Uh, it's just funny that their legitimate music got ruined by the laws they helped write. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it speaks to the fact, that, and, and you know, I, I think we've had this conversation, but it's like, you know, granted, there needs to be copyright, you know, for yes, musical stuff, but it needs to be uh, grossly updated. Like the DMCA thing is so oh, ancient at this point; it's it's, it's running off of like awful. something from the '90s, I think. Yeah, um, it just it, doesn't it, apply it, anymore. It, doesn't fit yeah just doesn't fit the digital age anymore like and you know it it needs an overhaul slash updating or something like it just yeah just completely broken yeah so uh where my i think yes um then the next biggest bit of news oh yes uh my buddy assassin and i uh on another group uh we have been eagerly awaiting at this point, any news uh, from Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 uh, was one of my... The first one was one of my favorite games from back in the day. I loved the White Wolf setting. Like, I was so stoked. And then we heard no news, and I was like, uh-oh. Like, it's been quiet, and it was supposed to release in the spring. And then we get this news. Uh, basically, the entire development team was sacked. And the people who hired them were sacked. 
and the people who are supposed to get rid of the mooses got sacked. <laughs> Sorry, Monty Python moment there. Uh, but now, uh, uh, head headshot games, not headshot, but I, I forget the name of the development company that was working on this. Um, but the Paradox Games, uh, Paradox is the publisher, and I have a love for Paradox, as you might uh, have heard with my 250 plus hours in Crusader Kings 3, and probably over a thousand hours collectively in their universe. Uh, Paradox fired the development team. Hard, hard uh, suit labs. Hard, hard suit, labs. thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, hard suit labs uh, are removed from the project. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, where yeah, to go and, with this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, so from what I've read, it didn't seem like it was necessarily canceled. It's but not same, canceled. But, but it, you know, it's it, it, like they got rid of the, the entire dev team, so it's like, uh... Yeah, it's any, any due date you might have heard, or any game footage you might have seen even, throw it out the window. Um, they might salvage pieces of it, um, but generally yeah, in my that's, experience... That's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, in my experience in this industry, what that means is what they show to their bosses or didn't show over months and months was so bad that they're just like, yeah, it's back to square one. Y'all aren't cutting it. You bit off more than you can chew. We're going to bring in somebody else. So right. Uh, the fact that it wasn't canceled up outright means we will, we may get a vampire, the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Uh, but anything you've seen up to this point, probably out the window. I mean, yeah, like, I guess the question is, like, you know, what would they, yeah, obviously, like, probably I would imagine. Yeah, like what can they salvage? Line. Yeah, it's like, what do they salvage? Like, imagine, like, the storyline and, and, you know, you know, basic assets. But, you know, if it's something like that, I mean, that almost sounds like, you know, got to start from the ground up again and you're talking you know probably yeah, minimum I mean, another five years before we see something easily e you're looking at a, another five years you won't see this game for a long time uh <clears throat> to put it in a, in a gentler perspective like think of it this way uh guillermo del toro was originally slated to direct the hobbit and mm. he was on the production team as the director for a couple of years and then MGM hit money problems, and he's like, look, I gotta step out, I gotta go. And uh, Peter Jackson, I mean, he wrote the series, and he, he very much believed in Guillermo, and he, he was behind him 100%. But even he said, like, you know, with Guillermo no longer involved, yeah, there were some ideas we loved of his, but we didn't want to, like, create the whole thing and take, you know, his movie. And it was a square one restart for The Hobbit. so. Mm -hmm. I mean, aside from, like, the cast, you know, and a lot of the hard stuff. So you might still have some of the voice talent and all that, whatever. But, yeah, like, this is this is bad news uh, for people like myself and Assassin and fans of this game. You can consider it a clock reset. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. Indeed. Um, and that, yeah. And then speaking of more cancellations, <laughs> holy fuck. New year. <laughs> Google pulled a Google, and there's a reason Stadia has been in beta. Because Google intended on canceling it. <laughs> um, yeah, they shut down their development house. Uh, Google Stadia's development house is no longer making games, which is really I'm... funny. Yeah. Because... 
because uh, they bought the what was it the Terraria developer? Oh, did they? Uh, I, I, I was like, uh, I was trying to find out like like if we knew anything of like what they were working on or, or the developers they potentially hired or Stadia can't update developer fired. Hold on, <laughs> uh, Stadia can fix the bugs on their own. What's the game? I'm trying to find the game. Uh, uh, oh no, sorry. Uh, the studio that <laughs> I found this hysterical. Typhon Studios that made Journey to the Savage Planet. Okay. Okay. Uh, a game that's on Xbox and other systems. Google mm-hmm. acquired them um, after the game was released to have them release it on Stadia, which they did. Right. And Google did this big conference. Y'all are doing great. Things are awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And then sacked them a week later. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. There are bugs in the Stadia version of Journey to the Savage Planet. You know, and at that point in time, people were calling Google, like, when are you going to fix it? They're like, oh, we can't because we fired all developers. (laughs) And the developer of the game's on Twitter, like, look, you know, don't blame me. I can't even touch this stuff anymore. Google owns it and it's broke. (laughs) Locked out. Yep. Uh, yeah, so the moral of this story is, while Stadia is still operational, please don't waste your money on it. Um, I'm not going to be that asshole and say we told you so, but the market's not ready for this yet. Yeah. And Google has proven that. Uh, no matter how much money you throw at it, until uh, the residential areas can get internet even remotely comprehens- or comparable to cities it's just not it's not going to happen it's yeah, not ready just just not there yeah it's just not there yet so sadly rest in peace stadia well stadia development house but we know what's coming we know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh let's see anthem oh jesus christ <laughs> so, so, it's so like so fucking important. bad news go ahead nick <laughs> no, right. i can't do it i can't do it anymore <laughs> So after only two years, uh, EA Bioware is stopping further development on Anthem. Now, again, the live service is still functioning. Uh, it's basically going to the same state that Battlefront banding uh, for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, yeah, they're they're not they're not doing anything further. Like now, you know, they were teasing like a, a Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next, uh, but yeah, that's... and it looked great. Like some of the stuff I saw looked good. Like the ideas were great, but no, no, no. But no, they they are canning canning that whole thing. Which in in one sense, it's a shame, you know. But at the same time, it's like you could kind of see the writing on the wall. You, you know. can see the writing on the wall, but what kills me, and I, I've talked about this with matt uh and bad fodder figures and a couple other people there are some elements of that game that they nailed uh the customization of your robot suit Mm -hmm. was a fucking ball like the different textures on the metal and the colors you could get a really unique look to your iron man suit and that was awesome um the combat when you weren't banding zone to zone to catch up with your friends because you didn't have a solid state drive at the time like me. Um, And even then, if you did, you were still banding. But when you were all in the same room in that wonderful 10 minutes, that was was some really awesome gameplay. Like, Iron Man combat, they nailed it, dude. Are you there? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, no I, 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 I think you have more to that. Yeah, I mean, that's what it looked like. I never played it myself, but it's like, it, it looked uh, it like, you know, at least the gameplay, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, it looks like it nails like kind of this, oh, this dude, Iron Man flight worked, mode. When it worked, it, again, especially like, if you wanted to, to feel, you know, feel what it was like to play as Iron Man in the suit. Yeah. When it worked, that game just nailed it. Just gets it. It gets it. They had the right mechanics. They just didn't have whatever it was, the infrastructure, the engine, the support. I honestly don't know uh, what was missing behind the game to make it work. But it had the pieces, man. Like, that game really could have done it. It's just a shame. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I hope they... I hope they salvage the great parts of that game. Uh, just don't make an adventures game because, yeah, we got burned on that too. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, well, kind of going into our, our last topic, like interesting enough, and, and I don't know if this is a sign of the times or, or just, you know, just just a you know show show of force or whatever. But EA is actually giving more control back to their studios. It's about uh, time. And so this begs the question, like, are, are we going to see kind of less, you know, EA oversight on things? Could we actually get some decent games? Um, I, maybe they're so, actually watching what Microsoft does. And I don't say this as uh, uh, somebody with a vested interest. I, I, I really don't. Like, we look at the stuff that's come out on the Microsoft published uh, studios. Mm-hmm. Like look at Wasteland Three, like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like okay, it's like they support them, but it's yeah, like don't support don't, them. Don't try and do you know, drive like, the boat. <laughs> just don't waste their money. Go do your thing. Yeah, like, and you know we saw it. Like they nailed it. Wasteland Wasteland Three is a great game. Like yeah, just give them the backing they need to do their stuff. Make sure you know you're you're investing it properly or whatever. But like. I don't know, man. EA, like, at, at some point, you've got to, like, step back and think, you know, we have this reputation for everything we touch, we kill. Why is that? <laughs> like, like, what are we doing wrong? But, I mean, you, you can also look at things like, you know, like Battlefront 2, where it's like, you know, they had a, you know, completely botched launch, the whole loot. Oh, loot yeah. crate thing, which it, it smacked the VA all over that. But oh, it's like yeah. the the studio, you know, granted it's dice, so they obviously they have you know a lot more I think behind that in terms of like Battlefield and sure. you know, remaining Battlefronts. But it's like they stuck with it, and they actually I, I feel they turned that game around. Like they actually made you know Battlefront two really work, and you know the the players love it. Like it's still going strong today. Yeah. Um. You can even say, you know, you know, look at like respawn of Titanfall and more, you know, most recently Apex Legends. It's oh, like yeah. you know, th- they're you know, the Apex Legends is like blowing out of the water, and you know, there's still a lot of interest for you know, could we see a Titanfall three? Um. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's like I, I wonder if if they had you know, if anything, a moment of pause is like, okay, you know, we keep botching all these these launches because you know, and, and again. From an outside perspective, it it seriously feels like you know a lot of like executive you know. Oh yeah, too know. many chiefs in the kitchen, man. Exactly, they, it's like it's like finally... you gotta you gotta have all this stuff. You gotta have these loot boxes. Like it, like like I understand like yeah, the, at the business model, I understand that. But it's like you gotta. There's let other the studios, ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. You, there's other ways to do it, and you gotta let the studios push out the 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 original vision of the project 
first yeah and, and oh yeah then then you can then you can yeah kind of work on like you know the the you know after yeah, launch Fortnite, like you program. can make yeah. a shit ton of money on costumes just let the yeah. game take off exactly it's, it's like you got you got to make the great game first and then you can roll in you know you know get your tendrils all in you know yeah like i, yeah. I know it's inevitable you can't get away from it but it's like you know instead of like the reverse where it's like okay you, you launch really horrible and they still manage to like kind of pull things together once you got you know out of their hair yeah. um so again i'm i'm tentatively <clears throat> eager to see where this goes could we get some cool stuff in the future um, it's, you know, it sounds like they had a visit from the ghost of andy rooney <laughs> And he sat down with Trip Hawkins and the rest of the executive crew and was like, Did you ever notice everything you touch rots and dies? Did you ever notice that? Did you ever wonder why? Did you ever think about just taking your hand back and just throwing money at the situation and shutting your mouth? you ever try that? (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll we'll start moving into the closing stages here. And uh we did have a question of the bye week uh earlier this week. Uh with some interesting uh answers on the save point. Uh I asked uh who is your favorite all time you know, all-time favorite game designer. This, this question actually came from Travis, our old co-host. And I was like, yeah, you know, after our recent interview, it's a really good question. And uh, we had some replies on the save point. Um, <clears throat> Josh posted, like, individual company? Company has to be super giant. I agree with you, Josh. Uh, no, let's just ignore Pyre for a second. No, like, I have to disagree. Pyre was good for what it was. But, um... But Supergiant, and I, he, he says this, has by far some of the most inventive and interesting and artistic games. Uh, maybe Pyre 2, if sports ball visual novel is your thing. And I would say Pyre was good, like, for that subject matter. Uh, but individual, he's going to go with his man Brian Reynolds. Alpha Centauri is still one of the greatest games ever made. I could agree. That's a top. Um... Close runner-up is Johan from Paradox. Oh, Josh, you're speaking my language. <laughs> uh, you know, he's like, I mean, Europa Universalis, Crusader Kings, uh, Victoria, etc. Come on. No, um, from a game design standpoint, I would agree they're some of the best. Like, for me to put 250 hours into a game, there's something really good about it. Like, I'm not just tooting my own horn. I just know I get bored with shit quickly, and if I keep coming back to something that much, it's got something special. Uh, Travis, who posed the question, said, I can't pick just one, but it has to be the triad of Brad McQuaid, Steve Clover, and Bill Trost, the design team behind the ever-present, ever-updated, ever-awesome EverQuest. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one single game has had an effect on me in a genre like EQ did with me and MMOs. Uh, Nick, you and I grew up in that era. Oh, yes. And, um, yeah, I mean... It, it paved, you know, it paved the way for, you know, I, I say kind of like modern, although it's kind of, I think, gone away, but I'd say the 
the late the 90, wow. yeah it, yeah it, late 90s to you know 2000s uh you know style mmos yeah um, like I mean, you UO, know, well we'll you, say meridian 59 yeah, yes, in uh, the first. SWG, you know, eventually SWG, and oh, and uh, you know, eventually EQ two, um, you know, yeah, yeah. I remember, they, I remember and left a lasting excited. legacy. We get it. We got excited in the office around EQ two <laughs> when we were still working together. We were That's still right. working together at that point. Yeah, I um, good times. Oh, great times, man! Like I, just thinking back on it though, like. And I know we've talked about this. Like, EverQuest was awesome, but man, Star Wars Galaxies had so much special going for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's just a shame. It's a shame that game did not get to fulfill its full vision because I'm telling you, man, y'all listening, for those that were there when that game began the framework was there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, was that game fun. And EverQuest was awesome, too, because I was always a, a, a stickler for the fantasy stuff. Although, I, I will say, I, I played a lot more Ultima Online than I did EverQuest. And, um... But, yeah, I mean, you gotta give it up to to the Sony Online Trio, man. Like, um Raph Coster and 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 the whole group like they really they defined what MMOs could be and then Blizzard made wow and showed what MMOs would be but it was all built on that framework and uh yeah no it's just cool to be a part of that time man which is yeah, now absolutely. oh so fucking long ago we've talked about it before and it's a subject even in and of itself it's like i I have a hard time thinking that we will ever see MMOs at the scale of, you know, EverQuest or even, even another like proper wow. I mean, it feels like it was, I think, you know, the 2010s, there was a lot of like wow clones that utterly failed. Oh yeah. And I I think there, there just isn't an appetite anymore for, you know, uh, you know, investment into building a, 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 uh, MMO style universe in the in the classic ways of like EQ, EQ or yeah, yeah, EverQuest and and Star Wars Galaxies. Like, yeah, I, I just don't think we're gonna see it anymore. I think I, I think everything's kind of moved into this this more micro. Yeah, instance. the Valheim, the Valheim model. Yeah, which, the, the, yeah, Valheim. Yeah, which like, makes you me say sad. GW two style maybe, but yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, we're 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 not gonna get like the massive you know crowds. You know, I, I, like to me, like that, that was always the thing. Like where he's like you get these absolutely massive crowds in an area. You know, your frame rate goes. Who's down, got a hot dog? Anybody got a hot dog? <laughs> hot dog it's like one frame a second and it's like you know utter utter crap like you know it's like maybe if we ever see a camel on a chain but even that that's like riddled with with issues from what i'm hearing and, oh i haven't know. checked that in a while is that yeah. looking bad well, it's, it, like apparently like a lot of development issues like you know, it's looking it's, bad Nick's it's, look, nice. it's, it's looking bad it's looking bad okay Nick's um, nice. fuck <laughs> i had hope for that <laughs> But yeah, it's like, it, like, is this, is this an end of the era? Like, again, I, I think it's a conversation for another time. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll have a round table. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, we're getting point. into Neil territory. Here. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. I digress. Now, I think that's a really great, great topic for our next show though, because I, 
there's so much we can dive into there because I don't know if it's done yet. I feel like a renaissance is coming. I feel like Valheim, games like Valheim are showing there's an opportunity for that. And we'll talk about that on our next show. But on this (laughs) show, it's fucking time to wrap this up. Let's go. We had to give you all some content because it has been a while. And uh, But yes, if you want to chat with us, uh, if you want to call and leave a random voicemail or answer our question of the week when we pose them, uh, you can call 610-810-1654. Leave your thoughts, leave your rants, leave your praises, and we will treat them accordingly. Rants we delete, praises we talk about on the show. No, I'm only kidding. We'll talk about everything. Um, <laughs> and... Um, other than that, uh, save point game of the month. The last time we updated our agenda, it was Cyberpunk 2077, and we saw how that went. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. I still have to finish it because I do like what I've played of it. I just hit a bug, and I'm waiting for them to patch it, but I heard their computers got sacked by ransomware. Oh, so I'm going to yeah. wait a little while longer. <laughs> I'm going to wait a little while longer, and then I'll eventually play it again. Um, but that aside, otherwise, uh, you, uh, just we'll do in uh, conclusions and shout outs. Obviously, big shout out to all of y'all still, you know, that, that listen and spread the word. I saw I saw something today. I was a little disturbed. Um, you know, we have a feed into YouTube that people have been listening to us from from day one. And for whatever reason, part two of Neil uh, did not appear on YouTube. And somebody left Uh-oh. a comment. They're like, where's part two? And I'm like well shit like i i logged into youtube and i'm like yo like i'm really sorry uh, i have no idea what the hell's going on between podbean and youtube like you can listen to it on itunes and here's the link to podbean and we'll we'll get this figured out so i will figure out what the hell happened there but please uh if you have not you know if you listen to us on youtube and you have not heard our interview uh the conclusion part of our interview with neil uh it's just as good if not better uh, than than our first part, although all of Neil was fantastic. Uh, so go yeah, check that absolutely. out, and and check out you know in the links in the show notes for that. Check out all of Neil's projects. He he is a really awesome person, uh, super generous and just super nice. But like he's really talented, man. Like his audio dramas, I can't wait to get more of that. Like I just want to sit on a Saturday night and listen to more of that. I cannot wait. Um. Big shout out to my boys at Bad Fodder Figures. Love you guys. That was a really fun game night. Like I can't thank you all enough. I know it was just basically the hosts and the co-hosts. You know the ho- the ho- no the hosts and the hosts. You know all of us. I wish Eric could have joined us or Jeremy, but it was me, Mike, and Matt playing some Wreckfest, and it was just some really great uh, socialization in a, a weird non-social time. I don't know. It just really, uh, it really struck the right chords. I left my ass off for two hours. It was great. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, shout out to uh, Denny and the gang at uh, Tap the Craft. I hope you're all doing good. Stay healthy. Drink beer. Uh, other than that, if you want to reach us, come hang out in the save point. Tiny.cc slash shave. Words, how do they work? Yeah, how do they work? tiny.cc slash savepoint uh, email us theretrorents at gmail.com uh, as long as you're not emailing us about how to market our podcast I'm really getting tired of you <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hit us up on twitter at the Retro Rents. 
or at RetroRentsAl if you want to talk to me directly. At Black Eagle Ops to follow Nick and see what he is up to. Uh, he is way more prevalent online than I am, uh, so I would say follow Nick. <laughs> um, and you can hit us up on Twitch. Again, just follow Nick. I haven't streamed in a while. Uh, if I start doing that, I'll give out my Retro Rensal handle again. There you go, you got it. But otherwise, go to Black Eagle Ops. Uh, Nick does a couple things uh, a few nights a week. They're all fun. Uh, he does watch parties, and he does uh, game streams. Uh, he's got a great community over there. Uh, it's the same folks I played uh, Phasmophobia with uh, for Extra Life. Like, just a really great bunch over there. Go go hang out with Nick and the gang. Uh, other than that, oh yeah, and I'll, I gotta give a shout out. Uh, uh, Travis and Adam have kicked off the RPG Kingdom again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep it going, fellas. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I really do enjoy it and look forward to each episode. So keep it up. And other than that, we will cap episode 72. And we will catch you all on the next show, which, God damn it, will be in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, until next time, uh, stay safe, everybody. Uh, stay healthy. Have fun. Play games. And don't be dicks. Actually, I'm not even typing that. I am typing Craig, leave podcast. 